What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we are post-week one of NFL football, folks. It's great. We had a great Sunday. I missed sitting in front of the TV and just watching football all day, following along with the fantasy, watching the bets, doing everything you do on a Sunday, eating way too much food. Guys, we're back. It's NFL we got football. We had a little college football, but the big story was NFL. What did you guys think of week, week one? I mean, there were obviously a couple surprises. I know the Eagles lost to Washington. That was huge. Jacksonville came back and won late. What did you guys think of week one? I mean, I thought, I thought like, when I mentioned last week when we were taking bets that, like, I would – I was trying to avoid teams that had a lot of turnover in the offseason, a lot of change on offense or defense. And we saw that kind of ring true in the surprises. You know, the, the teams that had a lot of turnover were teams that got kind of shockingly upset. The Bucks, the I don't know if that's really a shocking upset, but I guess how, how poorly they looked was uh, shocking. Um, the Colts, another one. The Eagles, another one. Um, so there was a lot of teams that— Eagles had turnover? Yeah, not like necessarily roster turnover, but you know, so many people were injured last year. Um, you know, a lot of yeah. change on the offense. Miles Sanders now the main guy. Like there was a lot of like different. You know, they were missing a couple offensive linemen. So, yeah, I, I would say like they had a, a pretty decent amount of turnover from what their best lineup was last year to what they you yeah, know what they're dealing with. Yeah. Um. So I just I thought that was interesting that we we saw that. Um. I didn't. I thought the football was actually pretty solid, considering we didn't have um, any preseason or anything like that. Uh, you know, some teams had some troubles with penalties, like the Bucks. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was an entertaining week of football. You know, I thought we got some exciting games. I thought we got some exciting touchdowns, uh, some cool defensive plays. You know, I think thought it was a pretty above-average week of NFL football. Yeah. No, I thought it was. Great. Uh, to your point, I think it was it was pretty clean. Um, people, you know, I think you know, feel like oh, you need the preseason games for you know, so you're sharp. There wasn't many penalties. There wasn't um, a ton of missed tackles. I really was pretty impressed um, with the quality of games. The Jets looked terrible. No shocker there. Uh, I was a little surprised with the Falcons how bad they looked. Even though I my only pick I made right was the Seahawks. <laughs> I was shocked with how bad the Falcons looked. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think anyone expected that type of performance against that type of defense. I did. Something. What? I did. You expected four touchdowns, 300-something yards? I expected MVP performance. You can, no, every- I expect, no, I mean, he just normally doesn't do very well against them. And no, like, you're right, you're right. His, his 43, his yeah, the 43 points, is it was... You know, if he can play at that caliber um, with the run game with Aaron Jones, uh, you know, with the defense being solid. I mean, if they hard, if, if they put together 12 or 13 of those games, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the Colts severely look, I mean, Rivers and the Colts look very mediocre at best. Uh, the Jags look good. Minshew looks like he's the quarterback of the future, 19 to 20. Three touchdowns, more touchdowns than interceptions. Uh, the Eagles absolutely just folded like a lawn chair 
Um, that was a bad it, loss. It was that just, was, it was the like, worst. That was my survivor pool pick. Dude, so I, many people. I don't blame you. It was all the D-line for the Redskins. I know that they have Kerrigan. I know they have Chase Young. That's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But still, you can't figure it out. You can't chip with a tight end. You can't with a running back, with a tight end, with both. Um, they had six sacks against them. I thought it was uh, eight. Was it only was six? It eight? was eight sacks. Yeah, no, it, was it was eight. eight. Sorry. It was, uh, I think I saw six easy. Uh, so they're, they're definitely – people always sleep on the Redskins. I'm not saying that they were going to be good. They usually are 7-9 and nine team almost every year other than last year. But, um, I mean, they're no threat. Don't get me wrong because Haskins still hasn't shown improvement, but that much improvement. But um, – I think it's more of a bad loss for the Eagles than a good win for the Redskins. Like, more bad Eagles than great Redskins. Like, no one really impressed you on the Redskins offensively. Terry, Haskins, all these guys. No one really, you know. Peyton Barber had his typical, you know, two yards of carry and a bunch of touchdowns. Like, the vulture he is. But the story was the D-line for them. They couldn't block them. Um, As you said, they had some moving parts, uh, uh, you know. On that, on that line, did the Eagles, Chargers, Bengals. I mean, that was just an abysmal ending. Oh my God! I didn't even catch the end of that one. Yeah, Burrow yeah, just was... watching his first win get down the drain. He would have been the first. Burrow, Burrow looked good, really good. He did. Oh yeah. You know, he would have been the first rookie number one overall pick quarterback to win his opening game since Derek, Derek Carr in two thousand two. I did not know that, but it David Carr. Been, sorry, it David. Been, it David Carr. Overtime. It would have been overtime, though. It's not that he he could have won with overtime, but yeah, you know. But yeah, and he I had mean, that. He had that nice throw in the corner. Um, I mean, he threw the one pick, which was which wasn't. I mean, he looked very. He looked like he was getting better as the game was going on. Um, I'm really impressed by Burrow. And, and, like, the Chargers don't have a terrible defense. Not that they put up a ton of points, but he, he played pretty mistake-free football. And um, with A.J. Green back, his first game back, Mixon didn't have any room to run at all. The O-line was pretty terrible. He was running for his life that game, you know. The Chargers D-line was after him. So, I don't the The, the Bengals could – they're going to sneak out some wins in the division, too. They're going to they're gonna, – Burrow is going to will them to some wins. Yeah, I don't oh, hate. Beat the Browns. I don't hate the over five and a half for the Bengals. No, I, I think I think six is definitely attainable. I mean, it looked like right like certain like there's certain teams that you could tell that are going to be better than you thought they were. Like the Jaguars, I think I had them winning three games. The Jaguars, I think it's safe to say they're going to win more than three games. Um, just on Minshew alone, just like winning games for them. If no one does anything, the Jets are going to be way worse than I thought. I think. Um, with Bell out for the next three weeks. This you know. this might be one of those years where we really don't have, like, a, a god-awful team in the league. You know, those one, two, three-win teams. We might might be one of those years where we don't have, like, you know, the, the league leaders. Before. Yeah, I mean, well, it could be the Jets at this. I mean, I don't want to overreact. Some people are really full. Some Jet fans in New York, people on the radio are really falling apart. Um, the Jets looked bad. They lost by 10. The spread was 6. I know they looked worse than that. Bell's out for three weeks. At this point, I kind of just want us to lose three or four in a row and fire Gase. If we went 0-4, I think there's no question. Gase is gone. I mean, no one no one likes playing for the guy. I've given them the benefit of the doubt. 
last year because we finished so strong. We finished 7-2. And it was bad competition. But I said, look, he, the team did not give up on Gates last year. As much as people say they don't like him, they finished 7-2. and two, And that has to go for something. Or 6-2 or 7-2. and two. Maybe it was 6-2. and two. But they played hard for him. And, you know, now you take away the focal points. You take away Adams. You take away Bell. Um... You have a new O-line. The offense doesn't look good. Um, it just it just looks like you just got to you gotta, you gotta give Joe Douglas the keys and say, you know, pick your guy. Who, who are you going to pick? Who's, who's the next coach? Like, like, you can clearly start over. Like, while we still have Sam, like, fire him early enough where, like, you can, you can get him the fuck out there and say, do whatever the opposite you were doing, Sam. And play with no pressure these last eight, ten games. And then next year, under your last year in a contract, we'll get you a legit coach, and that'll be your year. No more fucking excuses after next year, Sam. You can't perform next year. You're not the quarterback for the Jets anymore with a new coach next year, under the full offseason with that with that coach. Because uh, I see both sides with Sam. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's terrible. I have no clue what to think of him. Because he's so handicapped with with Gase's abysmal offense that he runs. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a real question. You know, you don't Yeah. You don't think uh Darnold, you know, he's shown so, so many flashes that you really kind of think oh, well, he's like going to be good, but then you sit he back and you're like the tools. Yeah, he has you're the like tools. He, but he's in year 3 and it's it's already not going well. You're like you're already, you know, you put on a game like that in week 1 and whether it's his fault or not, the the thoughts start to creep in your head you know we're at week four or i mean year four and he hasn't shown us anything of of note yet it's like when at what point do you pull the plug you know yeah gase is gase is only the only reason gase would ever stay here is for if if darnold is progressing that's the only possible argument you can have to keep in gase is if if darnold's progressing over these next three weeks if darnold starts getting better every week yeah, Gase is probably here for the year, and like, hopefully it does. Hopefully, Donald does progress, and the offense looks great. But now without Bell, and you know we have a new O line, like it's probably not happening. It's probably and, not happening. Yeah, and the, so. the the bar isn't that much. Like all you need is to see like what the what Daniel Jones and the Giants did. Like uh, the Giants didn't win. Daniel Jones had a couple of turnovers, <laughs> but. They would, anyone who watched that game could tell that Jones had some really fantastic plays, and he showed some signs and, and clear improvements over last year. Um, you know, he got hit a bunch, didn't fumble. That was a big thing for him last year. So it, it's just like little things like that, and you just just the eye test, you know. It, it, Sam drops back, and you're, you're just not, like, confident that, that something's going to happen positively. He holds the ball really – he holds the ball too long for not having a good offensive line. Um, which is an which is an issue for him, but it's also like, which is odd because he's good at he's good at throwing on the run. He is good at throwing on the run, but just you know, with our with our the amount of he hasn't had any rapport with Pyramin, uh, you know, and then Mims out, and you know Crowder being the number one guy. Crowder is Crowder is great. Like Crowder is great at his role, one of the best slot receivers in the league. I truly believe that. But he just he as your number one, like that's just not. You never want your slot guy to be a number one unless it's an elite player like a Wes Walker in his prime. Like, so he um, – like Daniel Jones releases the ball a lot, a lot quicker than Sam. Like he knows like, you know, quick out to Ingram, quick out to Slayton. 
give my playmakers a chance to make the play. But he also has better playmakers. So he has more confidence in the Darius Slaytons, the Evan Ingrams. When Donald's like, a lot of times when Donald th- throws like a jump ball or something, it gets picked because he's got some scrub receiver. He's got Hogan out there running routes for him. He's got Hogan and, and you know, and uh, Perriman who, he hasn't, who has been injured in camp. And it's just, I get why he doesn't have, like, that's the thing. He doesn't, he's not going to have confidence in his receivers. And he's, he's, frankly, I don't know how he can be very confident, period. The longer it goes on, the the more he gets crushed confidence-wise. So, yeah, I'm, I'm over the Gase thing. You know, obviously, I mean, who knows? Playing 49ers. If he has a great game against 49ers, the narrative could change. But I don't anticipate that happening. Yeah, I I don't either. I'm sorry, Sully. I mean, no, the I, Pats, I, I was surprised. I was surprised the Pats won by 10, covered the spread. I expected the Dolphins to cover 6.5, but the uh, the Pats put it together. Cam looked all right. I mean, ran two touchdowns. They definitely didn't look good. The, the Pats definitely didn't. It was a really weird game. It was a very weird game. They did, You're right. They didn't look good. I thought Cam um, passing didn't really look great. They didn't really throw the ball too much. It seems like it's going to be a, a pretty um, run-heavy year between him and the, the running back committee that they have. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. But I did like that he was able to find the end zone a couple times. A confident yeah. Cam is a good Cam. So Does he I have like a hamstring it. injury, though? Uh, I think he tweaked something. Yeah, I don't think it's anything significant, though. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, win's a win, you know. It, well, at least it wasn't a close game at the end. But um... Right, yeah, win by 10. <laughs> I like that. But, the, um, but yeah, let's uh, – Let's uh, go into some NBA talk, though, Sully. Me and you, we've got uh, an important game one going on right now of the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Let's let's talk this Heat Celtics series a little. I think it's going to be. I think we're in for a seven games. I don't think this don't is going to be an easy series for anybody. Right now, so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is going to be easy for anybody. I mean, the Raptors no. pushed this to our limit. We were able to pull it out late. Um, Big plays from Tatum and Kemba down the stretch. I think uh, I think this is going to be interesting. The Heat looked a little rusty first quarter, but they've seemed they to have picked it up. Now it's 55 down. all at half. 55 mm-hmm. all at half. Um, <clears throat> very happy with the Heat, where the Heat are right now. Um, I thought we'd be down like seven or eight at half because, you know, we had that long layoff because we just beat that ass of the – that deer ass, that buck ass so badly. I mean, <laughs> the bucks just – I mean – so embarrassing. I don't know if we were. I don't know if we were even on the last time. The Bucks are just, if I'm being honest, packing the bags and leaving that, leaving that bum ass organization. But enough for the Bucks. Uh, yeah, Toronto made it very difficult on them. Like I, like I, uh, like I, I told you guys, it was going to be a fight. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> Celtics made enough plays at the end. Great, great game. Great, great series. Um, Kyle Lowry fouling out was huge. That for was the big. End of that yeah, game. that was big. But um, I don't. I mean, I could I could generally see the series going either way. I'll say Heat in seven. Um, I'm sure. It's, yeah, Tom, you'll say Celtics in seven. I think that's completely <laughs> yeah. fair. I think that just show you. You know, um, it's I gonna don't be good. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I'm I think excited. minimum it's six game series. I think it's a minimum six game series. Six or ten. I truly mean that. I think it's minimum six six to seven games. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't think this gets done any sooner than that. These teams are too good and too deep to. They're, I mean, they're both really solid defensively. They both um, have length. 
They both can stretch the floor. Um, I think the Celtics are more talented for sure um, with their wings, with Tatum um, and Jalen Brown. Um, and the Heat, they, nah, the Heat obviously have talented players. The, the Heat just have uh, such a myriad of really above average players. We have like, whether it's Hero, Duncan, Nunn, Drogic playing the way he is, Butler, Bam, Crowder. Crowder's shooting lights out. Crowder is like shoot, hitting, shooting like 40 something percent this this um, postseason. He's been fan. He's taking like 10 threes a game, something ridiculous. I don't know if that's the exact number, but there's like this games where he takes 13, 14 threes for J, J, for Jay for Jay Crowder. So I always said Jameson Crowder, my other boy. Their, their names are basically the same, um, <laughs> but. I mean, the Heat just have so, they like they're so solid one through nine, and, and then the the Celtics to me have the better players in the series, which may be better at the end of games, but um, they have more like takeover players. Like when Brown and Tatum get hot, I'm definitely worried. Definitely worried. Yeah, you've got two guys that can each go out and put up 25 plus a night, and every time they on, shoot like... a three, I just think it's going in. I don't. Every time they yeah, shoot, they, it's going in. They, they just they both got really nice looking shots. They both get rid of the ball pretty quickly. And they, Tatum uh, can shoot over anyone. He can shoot over anyone because he's so tall. <laughs> yeah, six six eight shooting guard. Love it. He's also got a pretty high release for for his. Isn't he position. taller than that? He might be six nine. Honestly, Tatum. I don't know. No, I think he's six seven, six eight. I always thought he was six nine, but let me six eight. Yeah, fair. Oh. What do still you think tall. about the? Still very tall for a shooting guard slash yeah. wing, but um. What do you think about the series, Dave? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think it, it very likely will go seven. Um, gun to my head, if I had to pick, I'd probably take the Celtics in seven, just because. To to me, the Heat are like at at they rely a lot on the three, and it, that's not always going to be. You know, there's if if they have one game that 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 doesn't work out, you know, they shoot what do they shoot 39-40% as a team from 3. If they if they shoot 34-35 one night, which is perfectly reasonable, the Celtics are the best three-point shooting defending team in the in the NBA. Um if they can even bring down that three-point percentage, you know, 4 to 6% in a given night, that could be the difference. Um and and like Sully said, I th- you know, the the I think it's pretty clear the Celtics are probably more talented, you know, one to ten or whatever you want to say, one to eight. Um, so if Miami doesn't have one of those secondary guys really stepping up into a more prominent role, I think that could also be a pain point for them. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like all it needs to do is happen one time. Either of those things happens one time, and there's your difference in the series, you know. So I just think there's there's a higher chance of this, of the Heat's vulnerabilities being exposed in this series than there is the Celtics over the course yeah, of seven fair. games. That's fair. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Celtics in seven is a, is a very good pick. What about the... Um, we have obviously have game seven um, tonight between the Clippers and Clippers. Nuggets. I see. I am totally opposite with you. I think Clippers. everything... Is in the Nuggets' favor right now. Do you think the I Nuggets think, are gonna win? I think so. I think everything's I, in the Nuggets. Clippers favor are gonna right bring out their big swinging fucking dick, and and I think it's gonna be pretty close to over pretty quickly. The problem with that is two things. 
One, they've been up 15 to 20 points the last two games, and they yeah. haven't been able Blown to Blown lead. I agree. After I agree. First, after the first game, you say, okay, that's cute. Now we're locking you down up 19, and you end up losing by 12 or 11, whatever. That's definitely embarrassing. And two, Doc Rivers is the only coach out of NBA history to blow two 3-1 leads. This would be his third one, and I'm not counting him out for that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I think, I just think a lot. the most overrated coaches, I think, in NBA history. I'm sorry, Tom. I think he's very overrated. And if he, if Doc Rivers loses this game, he should be ineligible for the Hall of Fame. Ineligible. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't, no one's ever done it more than once. If you do it three times, it's not like he's coached 50 years. He's coached, like, how many head coaching years? 18, 20? I mean. Yeah, but how many years has he been in the playoffs? Even less can't count even less like there was so many maybe probably 10 those years with the celtics but they were so bad with like gerald wallace yeah he had one or two years before the big three got there in boston he had those two or three mediocre years in orlando before that and the couple of years after that in boston where it wasn't good and then a few years where they weren't that good in la so he's you know he's probably only made the postseason in what 60 70 percent of his Head coaching seasons. Less than that. Yeah. There you go. Um, I just think that the Clippers have a lot on the line. Uh, I think. I think this series could set in motion things that alter the franchise for the next five to ten years. You know, because you you lose this series, all of a sudden you have to go to Kawhi and you have to say. Who do you want to be the coach? Do you want us to fire Doc? Do you want us to? Do you want to bring in someone else? Like, who do you want? What do you want to do? But are there better options out there? Is am I taking Mark Jackson over Doc Rivers? No. Am I taking Ty Lue over Doc Rivers? No. Am I taking Dan Tony? No. No. I'm not the. So I'm he not. Has made it 16 out of 21 time or 16 out of 21. So he has about 75 percent. But okay, so uh, it wasn't that we weren't that far off. We said 60 70. Um, but. I, I just think the coaching market is really weak right now. Uh, and I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers fan either. I've been on the Doc Rivers overrated train for as long as I can remember. Um, and But it's just, who are you Who are you taking? You know, who are you... I'm not saying he gets fired. I don't think he would get fired, but I agree. Yeah, like, what are you going to... But you have to ask change? that question. You have to ask that question. You have to you give have to Kawhi the, question, the keys. I think it would be similar to the Miami Heat big three year one. Year one, like first year it happens, okay. Like, you know, I, I think it's like you get the pass this time. And I know it's worse because they're not even, they wouldn't even be making it to the conference finals, not let alone the finals. Yeah. But I think it wouldn't be a pass, but I think they would have one more shot to win it all. And if not, I think Doc would be out. My, my point is, if they lose as Balmer, you have to go to Kawhi and say you have to ask him the question. It has to be a conversation now. You know, if if yeah. you lose in the finals, you're not going to Kawhi and saying should we fire Doc. But if you I lose in the think, second I don't round, Kawhi would say to fire him either. I agree. I agree. I think he would say to keep him around. But the point is, if you lose this series, you have to, that that conversation has to happen. Yeah. And yeah. who knows? What Kawhi think? Like people forget, Kawhi and Paul George are free agents next summer. They signed two year deals. Yeah, they wanted to be free agents and give themselves that fucking out if they wanted to. Paul George gonna look real bad if 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 he has another another play another. Not that he hasn't been, he hasn't been bad the last couple of games, but if he doesn't go far in the playoffs again, Paul George is a fickle fuck. 
I don't think Kawhi wants to go anywhere. Kawhi wants... Paul George is a fickle fuck. I mean, Indiana, wah, wah, Indiana. All right, go to OKC. All right, you got a star. You got a big superstar. You got Russell Westbrook, baby. Make it work. Make it work. No. And then if he goes to here, and then the, this was the super team. This was the number one super team, I think, clearly. Um, yeah. Than, like, I mean, yeah, on paper, going into this year, they were the best team in the league. And then you get you get the better Morris. You got Lou Williams, Harrell. Yeah. And and then if and then if you left here, I mean, Paul George would be looked at, I think, almost like a joke, at that point. I mean, I I would I would lose a lot of respect for him and say this guy just is a coward and he can't win, ever, like. Yeah, it would be a bad stain on him. I think. Listen, I think Paul George, Paul George's first mistake was staying in OKC when he had the chance to leave. He left Indiana because they were a small market team. He didn't. He might not have realized that, or he might not have thought that was the reason. But that was the reason they could. You can't. You can't build a championship contender for or a dynasty in a small market. You just it can't happen in the modern NBA. It's it sucks, but it can't. You know, you can get one or two championships, maybe. You know, in a short span, outside of San Antonio, who the fuck's even winning titles in a small market outside of a top D- ten DMA? You know, like who's who's doing it? Is Miami a small market? No, no. They're top 10 DMA. Yeah. Yeah. So is San Francisco. So I guess is, I just think of it, you know, they're obviously Miami's big who's, city. It's who's like, done it in the last a, 30 years? San Antonio and Detroit. It's a fair weather state. Yeah. But no one, yeah. literally San Antonio and Detroit. I can't think of another not major city that. But it's appealing. It's very appealing. Yes. So I just, I, I think Paul George didn't realize that he was going to, you know, Indiana with some smarter management. I'd rather um, be in Indiana than Oklahoma City. I don't know about that. People shit like, on Indi- people shit on Indianapolis a lot. It's called Nap Town because the only thing you can do there Oklahoma, is sleep. Oklahoma, though. <laughs> yeah, but like Oklahoma, you got like it's like the there aren't really laws there, so it's like that My appeal. Lived in Oklahoma, this this um was it end of last year for his aviation thing. He says. Pretty terrible. I mean, there was there was nothing to do. I can imagine, um, and I'm yeah, not I mean, I'm not saying bad. they're yeah they're both clearly bad, but it's just I, I think that was Paul George's first mistake, and I don't think he realized it. He could have gone to L.A. Everybody knows he wanted to be a Laker. Like it, it's yeah. that that yeah. bull that bullshit about him always being a Clippers fan. Like that's not true. There's multiple interviews of you saying you would love to be a Laker someday. That's your team. Like you grew up rooting for them. Like what do you now you just sign with you get traded to the Clippers and you just act like you didn't say that shit or you were lying the whole time? Like what are you talking about? When you had no that interview with D Wade, there was like a whole section about it. He talked about it for like five minutes. How it was like a dream to play in the purple and gold and he always wanted to, blah blah blah. And then that he That was that almost happened like like for like two years three years like it was just like one of those it was like it was like it was like all these guys to the celtics like that didn't have like it was just like so many like drumming to the celtics or yeah I, or cousins to the celtics it was just like like so much there was so much of that um but yeah i i, I don't know back to the game I, I i know what the clippers have done but i just think there's so much on the line the nuggets are really kind of just entering their their window these these nuggets to me are like the 2017 yankees uh they they really we know they're talented we didn't think that they would be this good uh or at least in the playoffs this good um and you know i i think they fall similarly similarly short 
to getting a title as the Yankees, you know, just short of really moving to that net, getting over that hump, um, which sounds weird in the second round, but you know, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're young. I'm rooting for the Nugs for, for sure. Uh, I'll say, I think the Nuggets definitely have a chance, but I'll say, I'll say the Clippers, uh, win by seven, seven to eight. I think that's the line, and, right? What is it? The line's seven. Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, now was, let's say, just real quick, whoever, because I feel like it's the same situation no matter who gets there, the Lakers are winning the Western Conference. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. I think the, I think the Clippers still have a, a good chance to beat them. I'm not, I'm not le- like... It would be a very good match. I think it would yeah. be a very good match. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm that much less confident that, Ella, that the Clippers can beat the Lakers than I was a month ago. You know, I, the Clippers have been my pick to win the title since the day they traded for Paul George You're and Kawhi. Any less confident. Not to the point where I'm like writing them off. But yeah, but I I think the Clippers were kind of like. Most people were like, yeah, it's Clippers to lose. Now I think it was like the Clippers to lose. Up. Yeah. Like okay, that's fair. I was. Now I, it's like. Now it's like like Lakers probably slight favorites in my opinion. To me, yeah, it's it's. I was expecting the Clippers to win. Now it's it's going to be a series. You know, now to me that's how I'm looking. It's like it's not. It's no longer like a. Toronto's back for the Lakers and has been a huge impact for them. He's been great yeah, for him. In my in my mind, I just don't think the Nuggets can beat the Lakers in seven. And I just the way the Clippers have played. I mean, they're not going to beat the Lakers playing the way they played. The Nuggets wouldn't be able to beat the Lakers. Um, well, like LeBron would just go on Murray and would just would just shut him down. Honestly, he would just he would he would just laugh like what he did with Russell Westbrook when um, Rondo and Westbrook were fouling each other back and forth. He just he just started laughing and just went on Russ and was like, "All right." Part of me more fouls in a row. Part of me would just love to see Nuggets versus either Celtics or Heat. I just think it would be a fun series I mean, either way. I think it would be great too. That would be awesome. Be I think that would be. More competitive. Just get both the LA teams out of there. Great for basketball. Um, But let's move on. Let's talk about our week two picks. We have the results from week one. Not guys. We're sorry. It wasn't great. It was week one. We didn't have any preseason games to go off of. We're gonna be better this week. I didn't lose anyone any money. I broke even. So (laughs) the results from the week go as follows. Sully went one and four. I went two and three, and Dave was the winner of week one. He went two, two, and one. So, not bad. He pushed on the Chargers minus three. That worked out for him. Um, we um, move on to week two. I went last last week, so I will go first this week. I've got a lot of favorites, but I've got one underdog. Um, I'm going to kick off with them. Going Bengals plus six against the Browns. I think the Bengals looked pretty good this week. I think Joe Burrow's going to be more confident next week. The Browns did not look good whatsoever. The Be- the uh, Ravens absolutely destroyed them. I think it was 38-6. to six. Um, That, I think we're going to see some more of that. Um, and I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. I don't see the Browns winning by more than a touchdown, even if they win. So I'm taking the Bengals plus six. Um, I am going to take the 49ers. Minus seven, kind of a big spread, but um, I think that that will that will play out well. Sorry, I can't remember who they're playing. Oh, they're playing the Jets. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, playing, the Jets. they're playing the Jets. 49ers minus seven. 
they're just as good as they were last year. I think they're gonna they're gonna have an easy time. They'll probably win that by uh, by about ten to fourteen in my mind. Um, my third spread is going to be the Bills. The Bills are minus six against the Dolphins. I'm taking that all day. They looked great this week against the Jets. The Jets scored some points late to make it a little bit of a closer game. They covered this week. They're going to cover again next week. The Dolphins did not look good at all. They got beat by a worse team in the Patriots in week one. We got Pitts-Patrick back throwing three interceptions against a um, not-so-great Patriots defense. I think it's going to be an easy win for the Bills there. Um, My fourth spread is the biggest line of the week, I believe. It is the Chiefs. Minus nine against the Chargers, uh, Sunday at 425. I like that a lot. I think the Chiefs look amazing. In my mind, favorite to win the Super Bowl again this year. Probably the best team in football. They looked really great on Thursday night. Looked like they didn't miss a beat at all. Um, Mahomes still looks great. That offense is ticking. They're going to put up a ton of points this year. Uh, And the Chargers just did not impress at all. Tyrod Taylor, quarterback, I mean. What can you expect? So I think, <laughs> I think the uh, Chiefs uh, minus nine there. It's a big spread. It's the biggest spread of the week. But um, I, I think they I think they take that. Um, and then my over under is the Sunday night game. Pat Seahawks over 45. We saw the Seahawks put up 38 against the Falcons this week. So I can only imagine how many points they're going to put up against the Patriots this week. And um, I mean, the Pats are good for at least a couple touchdowns. I could see that being a 30-14 game. Uh, Sorry, that doesn't do it. Like a 36-14 game. Another, I could see them putting up 40 on the Patriots. So I think that's going to be an easy over in that one, over 45. Um, Yeah, those are my four. Very nice. five. Sorry. I, uh, I guess I'll go because I was such a biggest loser last week. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I I did really like San Fran minus seven at first, but San Fran is going uh, west coast. That's east coast, um, and it's a one o'clock game. There could be without Kittle, without Debo. I'm going to stay away from it. Not, And it's not because I have any confidence in the Jets, but I don't have confidence in Jimmy G. I'm going to go Giants plus five and a half against the Bears. Um, I think... Dave's going to have that one, too. I think um, the Bears were so lucky to win that game. They should have lost. Swift dropped the touchdown pass. Um, run game, not much from them. Defense looked eh. And uh, Allen Robinson wants out. Their whole, you know, Allen Robinson requested a trade, maybe didn't. Mitch sucks still. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, looked very promising. Um, I'm sure Barkley's going to be running mad. I think he's going to come back for a really good game. So I like that as my first one. Um, second, uh, second game I like is I like Chiefs minus nine as well, Tom. Um, yeah, Tyrod Mahomes. Yeah, you don't really need to say much more. I mean, I'll just you hit it down that it's it's gonna be a blowout. I think. <laughs> um, third one I like is I like Seahawks minus three and a half at home against the Patriots. Um, yeah, Cam's gonna. Cam's going to have some challenges, especially with Jamal Adams. Like, I, he's not going to be running free with um, Jamal Adams rocking him every, you know. They're probably just going to have Adams on spy half the day. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
Um, Seattle's defense is much improved with him. Their offense, they're explosive now. They're throwing the ball. Like, they're not doing this boring run on first, run on second, throw when we need you, Russell Wilson. They finally figured it out. Let's have our best player ball in our best player's hands as long as we can and just ride him. Um, I think they only ran, like, eight running plays in the first half, I believe. Um, I think that's much more productive. And then run it late when you have the lead. So those are... Those are two. Uh, those are two spreads, right? That I had two, three. You had Giants oh, three. plus Sorry, five three. and a half. Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, and then um, fourth one is. I'm going with the. Uh, I'm going with the Rams minus one against the Eagles. Actually, uh, I like that one. My Miles Sanders. Oh, it's Rams plus one. I think. Um, is it plus one? No, minus one. Minus one for the Rams. Um, how are the Eagles going to guard Aaron Donald? How? I mean, you couldn't guard, you know, Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan. How are you going to guard? How are you going to guard the one of the greatest players we've ever seen in Aaron Donald? Um, Jared Goff, I thought looked good. You know, Woods, Cup, Higby didn't really get going. I think they're definitely going to put up a lot of points. And Carson Wentz to me, like Carson Wentz is, I forgot who said this. I think it was. Marcus Spears, his lows are so low, and it's so true. Like, when Wentz is bad, he's just bad. He's just brutal. Um, he's going to be under pressure all day. Clearly, he doesn't handle pressure very well. Um, yeah, I, I think the Rams the Rams may surprise some people this year. I wasn't high on them originally, but they, they might be off to a 2-0 start. And then I love the under. You know I love my unders. Uh, I went for the under this time. I went for the over last week. That's where I went wrong. Uh, Washington, Arizona. Um, under, what is it, 45 and a half? Uh, 46 and a half. 46 and a half. Love it even more. Under. Washington's defense <laughs> is pretty good. They're going to get, they're going to, um, you know, Kyler is mobile, but I don't see them putting a ton of points up. And I don't see the Washington putting hardly any points up. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm expecting maybe like a, a 24 to 24 to 10 game, maybe 21 10 game. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals could cover too, but, it, you know, Washington's hot right now. I, I, I really like the under in that game. That's fair. Um, so we had a couple. You, you called me out correctly, Sully, at my first homer pick of the of the week, or the year. Um, also took Giants five and a half. Uh, agreed with everything you said. Um, and I, similar to you, I, I considered the Niners minus seven. I even had them written down, but I ultimately – um, went with Cardinals minus six and a half. Uh, I just don't think the red, uh, fucking it's a goddamn Redskins, a football team, is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be able to get to Kyler nearly as much. Um, Kyler had 91 rushing yards last week on I think like 13 attempts, something like that. He was he was scrambling all over. He got the ball out quick to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think Hopkins had 14 catch, 13, 14 catches. Uh, so there's already great chemistry there. Um, and the Cardinals defense looked good. Cardinals defense looked good against the, the Niners. And say what you want about Jimmy G, Dwayne Haskins isn't as good as Jimmy G, and neither is the rest of that Washington offense outside of, outside of with the exception of McLaurin, is better than the Niners receivers. But I expect the Niners to rely on their on, or Cardinals, uh, Cardinals to rely on rushing game and getting the ball out quickly uh, to Hopkins. So I'm taking Cardinals minus six and a half there. Uh, then I am riding Minshew mania 
again. We're getting nine against the Titans, who looked like pretty too. terrible. Uh, I almost took that. You know, if Drew Locke can keep it that close against that defense, I think Minshew Mania with his precision and his efficiency, uh, give me, if you're giving me more than a touchdown all day, I'll take those points. I don't care if you're playing it in Jacksonville or on the moon. Uh, last last spread, I got the Ravens minus seven against the Texans. Uh, the Ravens, like that. the Ravens uh, are like the Chiefs, but better on defense. That defensive line is going to destroy the Texans' offensive line, and it's going to limit David Johnson more than the Chiefs did. Uh, that defensive front in Baltimore is fucking scary, uh, and we saw what it did yeah. to a, a shit offensive line last week in Cleveland. I think we could see a similar a similar outing this this week in uh, against the Texans. Deshaun Watson's going to have to be Superman just to just to get some points on the board in my mind. I think I think we see a limited week from David Johnson. You know, maybe something you know, seventeen, eighteen carries for sixty five yards, something like that. Really, you know, unimpressive day. Um, so yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the and then the 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 Ravens offense is the Ravens offense. Uh, so Ravens minus seven right there. And then for my over under, I am uh, I gotta get my boy A Rod in there. I'm going over 49 in the Packers Lions. Uh, Lions, you know, shown they can move the ball. The Bears defense didn't look fantastic, but it's still a, a fairly talented unit. Um, even a even a somewhat lackluster Minnesota offense. Got put some points on the board against this Packers defense, and um, we we all know that that Aaron Rodgers is uh, he's he's better than Mitchell Trubisky at, at being an NFL quarterback. So uh, I'm gonna take what he is. Yeah, but uh, shockingly, we we we're, we're prepared yeah, to say that on on the Bleacher Banter podcast that that Aaron Rodgers is better. You know, that's a hot take that might just pan out. Yeah, I, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, you know, twenty-five each from those from those guys from those teams. I'll take that. So, in recap, Cardinals minus six and a half, Giants plus five and a half, Jags plus nine, Ravens minus seven, and Packers versus Lions over forty-nine. Love it, love it. Those are great picks by everybody. It's going to be a much better week two. We're going to bounce back. Um, that's going to do it for this week's episode. But in the meantime, go follow all our socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, and Bleacher Bets. Bleacher Bets is back. I've been throwing up picks on there. It's coming back from the hiatus. I'm 9-3-1 nine, going into Crushing today. Crushing it to so start the year. Feeling pretty good getting back into it for a little restart. Started back on the 11th. Doing pretty good. Um, and go to bleacherfan.com and uh, go to the store. Check out all the merch that we have in there. Support us um, and rate and subscribe to the podcast. And we will be back next week to recap week two, give you our best bets, and talk some conference finals in the NBA.